0: Hello, and welcome to The Joe Mobley Show. I'm your host, Joe Mobley, and you're listening to the only place in cyberspace where we talk about being conservative. We hit on current events, the politically correct cancel culture, and problems with civil discourse. But most importantly, we discuss what you can do to come out of the conservative closet. The Joe Mobley Show is a new and exciting podcast that airs weekly on Monday mornings. We have a range of controversial topics on deck. Even so, it's important that we hear from you what matters most. Be sure to send questions, comments, and things you'd like to hear discussed to ask at thejoemobleyshow.com. That's ask at thejoemobleyshow.com. To make sure you stay informed on the latest content, be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to great podcasts. Welcome back to The Joe Mobley Show. I am Joe Mobley, your host, and tonight... We've got a couple of mad dads, myself included. We're going to be talking tyrannical governments, big and small. We're going to be talking school boards. We're going to be talking about the now infamous Loudoun County, Virginia. Uh, probably Fairfax will come up, Northern Virginia. We just can't seem to get our stuff together. All of that and more coming up in just a moment. Mr. Michael Rivera, Demis Christophe, how are you guys? Doing great. Good, good, man. Nice to see you guys. Awesome. It's good to see you guys. I've missed the last two school board meetings because I had other stuff to do. Actually, uh, Michael, when we were together at the town council meeting two meetings ago, uh, but, yeah, I just feel like I'm drinking from the fire hose here. I've been out of the game. So you guys have got to catch me up. What is going on? What craziness is going on in Loudoun County uh, public schools, Loudoun County, small, ridiculous government? Um, yeah.
1: Well, I'll tell you, um, today was kind of interesting. I was doing a bunch of stuff, and uh, my brain just got overloaded. Uh, I feel like we're in a hamster wheel uh, and we're trying to recover rights that we lost two years ago. Um, you didn't miss much at the school board. If you went to the last half a dozen, it was the same thing, except it was a little bit more raucous in terms of criticisms of uh, what's going on with the, with the so, uh, mass mandates and things like that.
0: So the same thing, the picture in my mind is Huge amounts of the population of their own constituents come out to say that they disagree with what's going on and they pretty much do this. And uh, next speaker, please. Uh, don't pay attention to what anyone's saying and then they vote exactly the way that they were going to vote when they first walked in the room. Is is that how the meetings are still going? Yes, sir.
1: You hit the nail on the head. That's exactly it. Perfect. <laughs> except, except that they are now... Uh, As Dimas said, in a fish tank, Mm -hmm. they they uh, for for ultimate virtue signaling, they built plexiglass barriers for each and every school board member because COVID, (laughs) uh, the Omicron is more lethal, and they had to put these barriers up.
2: Wow, how much did that cost? I mean, the theater that they these people put (laughs) up, it's just Mm -hmm. freaking amazing, dude. It's amazing. Yeah. They we do know like, that
0: we foiled this stuff, right? Like we're we're going to see how much it costs to put the, up this bullcrap plexiglass.
2: The, the best part was it, it legit it looked like a fish tank. You know how you put beta fish in separate sections so they don't <laughs> attack each other? That's exactly what it was.
1: That's a good wow. analogy, beta fish, because they all fight with each
2: other. Right. That's exactly what it was. It was like a yeah. bunch of beta fish just being separated.
1: Well, somebody said it's either for COVID or tomatoes. In case someone wow. threw
0: tomatoes at them. So, where do they get? Okay, where do they get this absurd stuff? I remember at one point they were like, "Oh, there are threats made against school board members and administrators." No threats have been provided to law enforcement, but the feds—you know—they got access to databases and things. Where are they getting this stuff from? To my knowledge. In Northern Virginia, nothing has been thrown at anyone that worked for a school. No public administrators, no school board members have been attacked. They haven't been threatened by anyone that we're affiliated with. Uh, and I had Ian uh, Sorokin cancel a meeting on me. We were supposed to meet for lunch, and he canceled a meeting on me citing concerns for personal safety. <laughs> I'm like, this this is how old rich white dudes are treating young black men now. Like, oh, I don't I don't feel safe meeting you. Like, I wasn't asking to meet him in a dark alley. (laughs) Like, what the where did did
2: you ask him to meet you at Chick-fil-A? Anywhere, coffee shop, (laughs) lunch
0: spot. He he could choose the time and place, and he bit, he said yes, and then he canceled this. Okay, now granted. Let me say the full story. This we were supposed to meet the week after. Oh man, it was either the week after January 6th or the week after um. Oh, that was Dick too Black. close to the
1: inter insurrection. That, that's but why.
0: it, it might have been the week after Dick Black shut down the school board meeting. It was <laughs> it was one of those weeks right after it. Uh yeah. Well, he
1: might he might have been suffering from PTSD.
0: Yeah, you him, know, him because- and AOC.
1: Yeah. The the Dick Black incident and uh, and the insurrection have ruined a lot of people's mental stability.
0: Yeah. So the Dick Black incident, that could be rough if you're dyslexic. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, I digress.
2: (laughs) So it's unbelievable, man.
0: I've heard Demis's story a couple of times. How did you get involved? There's there's something that brought everyone off the bench, off the couch at home, into the political arena. Because I got to be honest, like I think the three of us, you know, a year, two years, certainly three years ago, the last thing we wanted to be was some type of activist. We just wanted it to be left alone sit at home, nobody knows my name, nobody knows my face. I am just an anonymous member of society with my dog and my kids and my wife and my whatever. And here we are. So what? what is it that brought you off the bench? Um, and why are you still here? Because you've been off the bench for like, like 18, 20, 24 months, man.
1: <laughs> I'll let Demas take that.
0: <laughs> I, I, I mean, look, I, I
2: started with this whole... But this whole thing is when when they were trying to push that transgender crap down people's throat with the pronouns and HMS policy eighty forty yeah and you know it's it, it's pure pornographic crap it's it's pedophilia in the school system at a young age and you know if I wanna if I wanna clean it up I will say it's sex ed. For third graders. Because now they're going to, because the, a, a third grader, fourth grader is going to question the facts like, why does the boy want to be called a girl? Why does a girl want to be called a boy? I don't understand. it. I don't get it. A girl doesn't have a penis. And they will openly say that. You know, the kids don't have filters. So, and I don't want my kids to be exposed to that crap. Kids
0: don't need to be exposed to that. Kids well, that used to be common knowledge. It used to be creepy if you tried to talk to kids about this stuff. I mean, now imagine imagine a ten year
2: old having a discussion with the girl about their penis and vaginas. Mm-hmm. How weird is that? And adults we to, too. We're trying to keep the kids away from this kind of language and this kind of uh, graphic mm-hmm. material, and they're openly providing it for the for the kids, right? They're openly providing it for the kids through the library, through the books, you know, like a long boy, which is legit child pornography.
0: It's oh a, yeah, we showed it on the show, and the video got demonetized. And then they took it down. Then they put it back on. Right? Yeah, so, it's like, hey, um, this is this is your guys' stuff in in the public school libraries. So right? Like, and, we just and, put it on YouTube. And and that's the thing.
2: I don't care what people do behind closed doors. I don't care how you represent yourself behind closed doors. I don't care. To be honest with you, I do not care. If you want to be called he, she, she, they, them, whatever the hell you want to be called, I don't care. I Don't force me to call you that. If that's the case, I want to make you call me a whole bunch of names that is going to make you hell uncomfortable. You know what I mean? I will make you call me your master. I will make you call me uh, your daddy. I yeah, hard, you, hard pass. You know? <laughs> uh, exactly. If you don't want to associate with me, I mean, those are, those are my preferred adjectives. Michael, what you got?
1: Well, that's, I mean, that's a good point about what Demis said in terms of, I don't care what you do at home. And so... I always tell people that that's the great thing about this country, you can be anything and anyone you want to be anyhow, um, and you're allowed to do that. But what you can't do is force me to believe what you believe. And I think the, the core issue is not so much, uh, at least for me, the core issue is not so much having the transgender material and the LGBTQ material, but it's, it's the actual content. If you want to show successful LGB or gay or lesbian role models so that kids that identify with that or have two dads or two moms can see that gay people contributed to history, I think that's great. But it's no to me, it's no different than why wouldn't you have books on heterosexual sex and other types of pornographic sex because it's not, it's just not appropriate. So you shouldn't have material where it depicts two boys having sex. It just doesn't make any sense. It just, it doesn't belong there. You know, so uh, I, you know, some people say, well, it helps, someone had actually said it helps to reaffirm what those people are feeling. Well, a heterosexual male doesn't need to see penthouse playboy and hustler in order to reaffirm who they are. Um, and that kind of stuff should just stay at home. I mean, it really, it, it has no, it, that, it's that an argument has that no place in make the sense. school. Yeah. yeah, it has no place in the school.
0: The argument doesn't make sense at all. I I am mean more hardcore on this. I'm, I'm team Michael Knowles on this. I uh, And a lot of conservatives aren't. I, I'm even concerned about what goes on in the home. I, I, I think freedom has responsibilities, so, so we can't get into licentiousness. Uh, but just like Demis, because I was thinking the other day, and just like you were saying, you know, I'm, I'm walking around, someone, someone says their pronoun or whatever, and for me to say, no, nah, I'm not going to say that. And they get all bent out of shape. I'm wondering if we could do some bartering, because if they're that type of person, I can assume some things about them. I can assume that they're not for personal protection, private uh, firearm ownership. So could I just be like, all right, if you wear a firearm, if you can still carry a firearm, then I'll go with your pronoun thing. Or, or if I say, you know, you say jesus is lord you believe that jesus is the messiah god creator of the universe and then i'll call you your pronoun because that's not something that they're they're gonna oh first amendment oh you my religious rights are being trampled on and my right to not be religious but they're gonna sit here and tell me that i have to play make-believe with them and if that were if that were the only thing going on in the schools that would be one discussion but we've got Lockdowns, so we've got forced virtual school, we've got teachers complaining about their salary and their working conditions and, and going back to work. You know what? You don't have to work there. You can bounce, you could go work, you could do you. You could be beautiful and brave in whatever industry you want. You do not have to be a public school teacher. We've got forced vaccinate or forced vaccines, mask mandates. We've got this ridiculous. You need to be tested because there was a contact tracing and you might have been exposed to someone whose cousins, brothers, uncles, left toe had COVID. And now you need to get tested, but you need a negative test for five days. And while well, you're asymptomatic or maybe you're you're symptomatic, but you're six days in the symptoms and the test only works. But like, it's just a revolving door of nonsensical rules. And it has all made a mountain of bullcrap that people are not willing to just wade through. Well, Joe,
1: I I tell you, the lunacy, here's the lunacy of it. We know what the vaccine does and doesn't do. Um, (laughs) We we know what masks, we know what masks don't do. Oh, man. Yet, uh, here we sit. uh, The mayor of D.C. was on the radio today. She says, uh, we're going to maintain the mask mandates until the end of February. And I'm thinking what is magical about the end of February and when did she become Nostradamus? It's just 15 days to flatten
0: the curve. Come on. Yeah, but
1: it it doesn't, the the whole thing is that it's almost not worth the calories to talk about it because it doesn't, there's no logic to it. It's it's sort of like um, uh, equitable math. Two and two doesn't equal four because I don't believe it equals four. And why are we even having that discussion? I mean, math is pretty absolute as far as I'm concerned as an engineer. So why are we talking about equitable math and math is racist? Is i tell math, you why, Michael. How's math racist?
2: You want to know why? This is my what my son always says, because science. This is how he addresses the whole thing. <laughs> to them, their sheep, their herd, it's compliant. They're complying to everything they say. And tomorrow, if they say, if you stick this up your behind, you will be protected from COVID, (laughs) they will do it. They will line up. They will line up. They will not question one thing because they're sheeps.
1: Well, I'll tell you,
2: Joe,
1: you guys... A uh, really good um, Senate panel, Ron Johnson. It was about five hours. It was five hours of truth about everything COVID, and I recommend that that people watch it. It's you know it gets slow at times, but it talks about mandates. It talks about vaccines. It talks about efficacy. It talks about variants. It talks about everything. It's basically everything that nobody wants to talk about. Because everybody says the CDC, the NIH, and Dr. Fauci are the sources that we have to listen to. The experts.
0: The expert class.
2: That's the thing. (laughs) CDC, CDC has put out the study showing if two people wearing N95 masks, if they are in front of each other within 10 minutes, those masks are useless. And this is N95 masks. This is not the paper mask. This is not the cloth mask. This is N95 mask. So if you're within three feet of each other, in 10 minutes, those masks are useless. You know why? Because the virus is at 0.01 Omicron. Uh, uh, um, Microns. Uh, What's the word? Microns. Microns. And N95, at its best, protects 0.03 microns at its best.
0: So you, you guys ready to get booted, ready to get booted from YouTube? Oh, this doesn't have...
2: Are they going to
1: throw us off?
0: Uh, this doesn't have anything, I don't know, they 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 throw Candace off. This doesn't have anything to do with Loudoun County or, or yeah, which yeah, vaccines yeah, yeah, yeah. work or well, don't work.
2: They, they're using that logic to keep the masks on. They they're using the logic. They're,
0: they're using those talking points. It's not logic. Have right. you guys seen? I feel like I got a whisper. I don't know why. We're on the freaking internet. Have you? My wife showed me this last night. Have you guys seen that stuff of Candace Owens uh, talking about talking about broad sweeping vaccines, rubella, like all these other, polio, all these other?
1: Uh, no, I have not not seen that one.
0: It's no. on her Instagram. It's probably on some other places too. But she basically she. She was curious, so she went to see how bad of a plague, a pandemic, whatever. Some of these things that our kids have to get, you know, mandatory vaccinations to be in public school. Um, so the one rubella, it was something like, it was something like three hundred or less than three hundred cases in all of the United States. But this is something that we all have to get, you know. But I, I got all of those jabs and stuff, and That's it was MMR. like. It was like that for a whole bunch of the vaccines, and it's purely, if I was a betting man, it's purely about finances with whoever manufactures said vaccines, but it was stupid, and it wasn't just that vaccine, it was several vaccines, she looked at their peak years when they were devastating the country, and this data is the CDC's data, and it's mm. like, oh, there are 13 cases of this. Vaccinate everyone. Oh, there's 17 cases of this. Vaccinate. Oh, there's 300 deaths, you know, United States wide. Vaccinate everyone. It's really interesting. Someone well, Joe,
1: you're a, you're going to get yourself comment. canceled from the internet at that at this rate. They're just going to cancel <laughs> you completely. <laughs> but you are you're you're not allowed to say that.
2: <laughs> but, but, guys, here's the real question. What are we going to do about the teachers who are retaliate, retaliating? Yeah, let's let's bring it of? back to the schools. What what, <laughs> is, what are we going to do about those stupid teachers who are retali- retaliating against the students?
1: So the other day... What are we um, going to do? The other day in a chat group, we talked about that. And someone said, uh, someone that's probably more forgiving than me said, well, I really don't want to get these teachers in trouble and um i kind of like this teacher and and i had to bring people back down to earth and remind them if a teacher is going along with it and and intimidating your child and doing these things to your child and coercing them and making them wear masks and checking on them they are part of the problem they are complicit and so they need to go with everybody else if you have a teacher that is not enforcing the mask mandate and is treating children with respect and not not, um, perpetuating these policies, then then they're the friend, right? So what we need to remember is that these teachers that are doing this to these kids are straight-up child abusers. We're hearing stories, Joe, about teachers that are chasing kids down. Um, uh, One of the kids that was segregated without a mask, the, the principal or the assistant principal told the kid, um, nobody came to get you. Now that's devastating to a child to say, we called your mom, but nobody came to get you, or the kid asked for a snack. The teacher or the proctor was gone for an hour, then came back with a piece of chocolate cake and nothing for the kid. So this, this is straight up psychological torture. And Dimis, to answer your question, they all need to go.
0: Yep. I agree. I, I know it's, several people. Demis, you were saying something. I think this was back before we started the interview. You were saying that somebody, like, was accosting one of your kids. The so one of the uh, Tuesday
2: because I wasn't here Monday. We we were out in Ohio, and uh, on Tuesday was my it was the first day my kids uh, my kids were going back to school, and what I did was I emailed. The principal on Thursday, telling him that my kids will be coming to school without a mask, according to state law. And I said, "School board decisions do not supersede state law." And I never got a response back from the uh, from the principal. Then, my uh, we sent our kid to school, and we're like. You know, we were expecting to hear something, right? We were expecting to hear a phone call or something. But we didn't hear anything back. And we legit, we said, okay, uh, my son probably is going, he's probably wearing a mask now. So I went and picked him up. And I asked him, hey, how was your day? He Was good? I'm like, did it give you a problem with the mask? He's like, yes. As soon as I walked in, a teacher intimidated me and told me that I need to wear a mask or else I'm going to be punished. And because, and he said, because I didn't want to get punished, I put on a mask. And I went into the principal's office. I talked to the principal. I was like, what the hell is going on? What the hell is this?
0: Why is my son being intimidated? When I go um, into school with no mask. They don't want to touch me with a 10-foot pole. I walked. In. I, I accidentally on. walked through the airport With no mask on the other day I, 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 just... I walked
2: into the school without a mask I didn't put a mask on And I told my kids, take your masks off And we will all walk them without a mask And when I talked to the principal I told him, I said, this is, this is BS I want you to write up the report I want you to write up the incident And I want you to email it to me And He wrote up the incident He emailed me the incident he put the teachers who were involved on the email, and I'm sitting on it, trying to decide what to do with it. So, this is freaking ridiculous. So I don't—I mean, right now I don't know what to do with that email. I so I don't know what to do with that email.
1: So Joe, we've kind of taken a step back, and my thoughts on this is that this is a legal fight because these politicians, the school board, the board of supervisors, the uh, Leesburg Town Council, they're going to do whatever they can. They're not going to do what they should. They're going to do whatever they can. um, Within the confines of the authority granted to them by the Code of Virginia and county laws, et cetera, it all flows down. So what a lot of parents have been doing is uh, educating themselves on the law. I mean, I myself am reading Code of Virginia statutes, codified, uncodified, uh, U.S. Code, uh, uh, CFR, which I think is uh, Code of Federal Regulations. Uh, and, and I've been going back and forth with the county about the county mask mandate in county buildings. Like when you go to a board of supervisors meeting, uh, I'm into it no less than 14 emails of circular arguments about this is why we do it. This is that's not it. This isn't it. No, it's this one. Uh, no, it's this one. But I just keep plugging away, plugging away, and plugging away, and I am that I, one I don't know. in the shoe.
0: I don't know if things are different for you because of where you work, which we all need to talk about that. I've, yeah. I've been telling them all of the I'm I'm the same way, you know. every Everyone that meets me says well, I should have been a lawyer because I'm all up in the Virginia Code, the United States Code, uh, and, and let me tell you, Title 18, the criminal statutes. There are some titles in there that will not be kind to some of our, you know, elected officials here in Loudon County. Uh, yeah, and you know, fight for schools. Ian Pryor is the same way. Like, in all honesty, this this isn't like a slander or something. But in all honesty, <laughs> I fully believe that Scott Ziegler has broken the law in in two or three very tangible ways. But anyway, we're going to shift gears from that. I'm not an employee. I do not work for Laban County. I don't work for the town of Leesburg. And all of the authority, when you look at the ordinance, the laws, the mandates, the state, the whatever, so much of it is framed through employer employee relationships and authority and I'm like this is a moot point I just tell them right now you don't have you don't have the basic rights to the body you, you, you don't you know yeah. just just like you remember back in the day when they were threatening teachers they were like if you touch a child that's assault you can't do it mm-hmm It's that same kind of argument. It looks it looks confusing. It looks complicated because we've been sheepish for two years now. People have been when COVID first kicked off, I was wearing masks, we were wiping down groceries, we were leaving packages on the counter for three days because we didn't know what was what. Now, you know, shame on us. We know better now. There were some people ringing alarm bells saying, if you let them mask you, they'll never let the mask go. And here we are two years later looking like a bunch of idiots uh, because those people were right. You know, shame on us for believing in benevolent government. But now it's time. It's time for we the people to start reading those things that Michael just laid out for you and, and telling these leaders, I use the term loosely, telling them no. I'm not doing it, I'm not playing ball. And I'll give you a
1: perfect example. The last communication from, uh, I don't call him a doctor because I'm not going to give him that title. Uh, All the doctors in Loudoun, they all go by Mr. or Miss. So Mr. Ziegler sent out a communication and in one of his sentences he says, and by the way, masks are required according to federal law. Well, he not only got an email from me, he got an email from somebody else because... I went online and Google, even though it is uh, biased and unfriendly, pulls up the Federal Motor Carrier uh, Services Association, something like that. It's like 49 CFR. And it specifically states, school buses used to transport students to and from school are exempt, period. And so all of, this, all of this stuff, and so he pointed to the CDC order. Well, that's great. The CDC order is talking about intrastate commerce. It's talking about planes, trains. It's talking about commercial trucks. It doesn't apply to school buses. And so this is what I think, Joe. If I'm wrong, which I doubt it, they have to prove me wrong, right? Because it's, the ball's in their court. I'm not asking for permission not to wear a mask. They need to show me their authority that makes me wear a mask. So that's why I had the hashtag flip the script for 22. Hashtag flip the script. We are not asking for permission anymore. We are telling them. Asking
0: for permission to do stuff that we've always regularly done.
1: Well, yeah, I'm not asking for my rights. I'm doing what I do. I don't need permission to breathe. I don't need permission to not have a mask because those things are normal. What you're doing is (laughs) abnormal, right? You need permission to wear a mask, right? I think parents should have to sign a form that says, I want my child to wear a mask every day. Because that's not normal. You know, it's like, I want my son to wear a hood over his head every day. You know, you ask for permission for it. That's what I think. Uh, Hashtag flip the script. That's where we're going this
0: year. So here's where I'm confused, and Dennis, I'm going to throw to you. Here's where I'm confused, because you, Michael, you're talking about a lot of stuff that you found on the Internet and talking about reading these regulations and stuff. Here we are, you know, three minorities walking to a bar. I thought we couldn't use the Internet that we're broadcasting on now, and we couldn't read, and we couldn't, you know, uh, poor kids are just as talented as white kids. So here we are. We can't talk about Loudoun County Public Schools without talking about CRT and without oh. talking about the ridiculous, insidious lies they're telling our kids. So, Demas, you can you can kick this one off. CRT and Loudon. Here we go. Well, uh, a funny
2: thing is, uh, Youngkin had an interview on Sunday uh, speaking about CRT and he said look i know c r t is not taught in schools the terms c r t are not taught in schools but they're working around that by using terms like mm-hmm. equity equality and uh, you, uh inclusion inclusion. Yeah. inclusion
1: diversity equity and inclusion
2: right so they they they're using words versus you know the actual term and the curriculum or has culturally
0: responsive training, which is literally CRT, <laughs> <laughs> right? So you know,
2: you know, the, the dumb—I'm sorry—but these people who believe in 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 critical race are the dumbest humans walking the earth. They don't understand how this type of segregation hurts them and hurts the community the most, right? And when you have a system set in place providing mm-hmm. a privileged uh, scenario for a small group of kids who will not be challenged, who will not be given uh, hard tasks to stimulate their mind, mm-hmm. they're given a free pass right? That's affirmative action, right? That's affirmative action. You are basically giving these kids things and passing them through a system that they don't learn anything through. They're not going to learn anything. They're going to become a bigger failure. They're going to be the biggest loser in
0: life because I, of these things. I thought they were going to learn that white people are bad, men are bad, Christians are bad, sure, heterosexuals them, are bad, are but government, people. good. Listen, Dr. Fauci, look, good. Joe, <laughs> Joe I'll, I'll tell you this.
2: You, they want to do it, let's give it to them. I said let them do the CRT thing. Let them, let these minority-group kids, the blacks, the the, the Hispanics, the whatever, whatever you want to call them, let them go through the system and let them show us that they are progressing and they're, they're, they're coming out a lot better than they started off with. Because gonna they'll, they'll be, they, they are going to be segregated from the whites, and the whites could be a whole bunch of other ethnicities in that group. Because... How you identify as white? Mm-hmm. I I have to identify as white because of my skin. Because there's no Middle Eastern tab in the section. <laughs> there's no Iranian tab in the section, right? Michael says he's white in the winter and dark skin in the summer. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I go
1: from one... oppressor to
2: oppressed. Right then, well, well, <laughs> here's the thing: there, there there is a section for your ethnicity. I mean, there's a section for your race. Then there's a section that says. Hispanic or non-Hispanic? So which is it? Why are we even having 16 different tabs for something that doesn't really matter?
0: Right. Here's the one comedian who says that's the most racist thing to ever be added to demographic forms because they ask you all of the race questions where the different Hispanics are on there. But just to make sure you're not Mexican or Hispanic, they double down and ask you, again, a whole set yeah, exactly. question, of questions. The
2: Hispanic or not Hispanic. Have you ever filled out a yeah. home mortgage yeah. loan application? Yeah. Oh, man. It's the same thing. No, yeah, so. Yeah. You're absolutely so right. So I say, so I say, let's let's give them the CRT. Let them teach that in the classes. Uh, because I've, no, I've seen that movie. I'm, I'm not yeah to go yeah down there. The Joe. If they if you want to beat them in their game, you got to play their game.
1: No, no I can't no, do that. You know you know why? One. You know why we can't do that? Because I, you're playing with lives, right? And so you basically, we're already. At least I'm not putting
2: my kids through that. Yeah, but see everybody that's... everybody else, I'm God, a, I'm I'm gonna play with everybody else's kids.
1: I'm gonna tell you an interesting statistic. <laughs> you know why, Michael? That, that, that like let me, let me <laughs> tell you why I
0: say this.
1: This is yeah, the you don't want to show. put them in a racial jungle, right? right Joe? I, I do, I do. I tell you so, why. So, this is the problem with that strategy, is that a very small percentage of kids in the United States go to private school, less than 10%, maybe less than five percent. So even if your child is smart heterosexual moral religious uh and and has common sense they're going to be a minority among all of the robots that are being churned out of the public school system and so what people don't get and this is <clears throat> this is why this is um this whole critical race theory thing is, has taken off is because you have to dig behind it Critical race theory has very close parallels to Marxism. That's a fact. I'm not even going to argue with anybody about it. And then when you look at all of the spin-offs like social emotional learning, Second Step, diversity, equity, inclusion, um, culturally responsive teaching, equity in the workplace, all of this stuff, it's all loosely associated. So yeah, you're right. You know, we were both we we're all right. Critical race theory is not taught as a subject in school. The tenets and the foundation of critical race theory is absolutely taught through the school, and you can see it in that uh, recent uh, article that came out, which was "Privilege Bingo," uh, that came out in uh, I think it was Fairfax County might have had it. Where oh, if, the, you're, the if you're
0: Daily Wire article, yeah, Man, if you're in, if you're in the
1: military, you've got privilege. If you, you know, all these different things and.
0: If you're white, straight, Christian, <laughs> heterosexual. Yeah, yeah.
1: And so it, it just, um, it's very, it's extremely nefarious. We are two generations behind because, and, and the reason I say that is because we've got kids coming out of college and that at recently graduated that hate the United States. That doesn't happen by accident, that happens uh, over the course of many years. And while everyone's so worried about sending their kids to college, you're sending your child off to training so that they can hate you when they come back from college. Because a lot of parents are losing their kids. There it is. There's the um, the privilege bingo page. Uh, doesn't make any sense.
0: So, so Someone have... came up with this crap and gave it to kids.
1: Yep, yep, and it's a, it's a teacher because what happens is it, we don't need to we we need to be worried not about the curriculum that we can see, but about the curriculum that we don't see because teachers have a lot of discretion in the classroom for books that they put on their shelves, for learning materials, and even the administrators will admit. Well, I don't know what that teacher uses because they have
0: discretion. If this, if this kid didn't take a picture of this, and I'll tell you this, teachers, y'all need to wake up, woke teachers, because uh, Army of Moms, Moms for Liberty, Fight for Schools of Virginia, what is it, uh, Stand Up Virginia, all of these organizations that we're part of, we got informants everywhere. So people send us stuff like this every single day day Wait, well this is year. Year. Joe, i'm looking at year, I'm,
1: bro. I'm looking at the screen and i don't know that any you so if you're a native english speaker and you have your own bedroom and your parents sent you to college because it was it was inbred in you to go to college and make a better life then you have privilege i don't
2: so we so, so hold on what is this so if you don't have so if you have a speech impediment, you don't have privilege, right?
1: No, wait a minute. It says no speech impediment. Yeah, you have, a, you have privilege if you don't have a, an impediment.
2: But if you have a speech impediment, you, ha- you don't have privilege. You're oppressed, you're yeah. You're oppressed. Right? So, so, so a kid who has a rich father, who has his own bedroom, who has his own iPad, <laughs> who has his own phone, but has
0: a speech impediment does not fall under a privileged child. Yeah, uh, they're they're plus four minus one because they do that math too. Because yeah. I I'm an oppressor because I'm from the hood in New York, drug dealers, shootouts, all that. Right, so that's a negative one. None of my parents went to college, that's a negative two, uh, and I'm black, that's negative three. But I'm no, straight, but, but, plus hold on, hold on. one. I'm married. I I I fathered all of my children. I have a master's degree, and I'm. You Know modestly successful, so I'm an oppressor, I'm a plus two oppressor.
2: Okay, hold on, hold and I'm on. A Christian. Let's that's let's, a let's, play, let's play this bingo real quick. <laughs> <laughs> a white kid, oh. rich parents, divo- divorced because it says parents are married, has a speech impediment. That, that's uh, a secret. He's, At he's the time of the bingo, two. he was grounded, so he lost all his privileges. So I think right?
1: he, he he was zero. He he ended up with zero because he had plus two, minus two.
0: Yeah, but right. he saved He feels safe around cops, though. So. Is that on there? Oh, yeah, right here. Feel crap. safe around police. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh man.
1: So if you get driven to school, you have privilege. Regardless of whether it's a Mercedes or a Honda Civic, yeah, you have privilege.
0: What, I'm what not sure what about that I've ever. My house next
2: to the school—that's not on the bingo card. Yeah, because my house is right behind the school, so my kids can walk to school. Can and we talk about?
0: Up to the school. Can we talk about this one that's like made up? I'm oh. so tired of of this right here. I don't even I don't know, even know what I, should means, say yeah. Cisgendered. I uh, Cisgendered Cisgendered mean. Cisgendered is like, there's just two genders. You're male or female. Not, not well, one cis,
1: of the... Cisgender is the new
0: heterosexual. Yeah. I think. But they, they got that one on here too. Well, no, 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 because oh, you're, no. you're heterosexual if you've transitioned or something and you like what was initially your biological sex. If, if we're going to say that's a thing.
1: No. Well, Oh, here we go. Uh, cisgender means you, I, you are, you agree with your biological sex.
0: Yeah, that sounds right. Denoting or relating but to I a person whose sense of personal identity and gender corresponds with their. Birth there you go. Sex. There you go. So
2: you're yeah. born a boy so and you think you're. <laughs> That's a That's a great category for a third grader. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I mean, that should be part of their yeah
1: yeah curriculum. So, So I should get a lot of points because I never worry about food because I eat a lot. So that I I could put two things in that
0: box. We don't have our own bedrooms though. We're all married. We we gotta kick it with a roommate. Oh, Uh, so I mean, I
2: share I share a bedroom with my wife, so I am not privileged.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is so ridiculous that it's not even. I mean, that teacher should be fired. Like, why is this? Oh, they're going to get this?
2: rewarded, Michael. They're going to get rewarded. They're going to get freaking degrees and appreciation letters and certificates. And, you know, uh, they're going to be called a hero. And they're going to end up on The View and, you know, all,
0: of, all the mumbo jumbo. So look, while we're poking around on the internet, because we're the three minorities that figured out how to use the internet. Hey, Joe, who's running the internet for you? I know <laughs> my my wife. I married a white woman so she could run all of my social media and do the you're, internet. For you're, me.
1: You got privilege because you have an in to get into Wegmans. <laughs> Otherwise, you couldn't go into Wegmans.
0: <laughs> Correct.
1: You'd have to go in the back door. I go to Wegmans so <laughs> much.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> She makes me go. That's not true. I go to buy junk food, but she tries yeah, but to get, you get me dirty not to looks buy looks when
1: you go through there, though.
0: I, I like. I, I do because I wear my MAGA hat and one of these shirts. So I, hold on, Dimas. Like, you know, we we got to do the commercial. Yeah, go ahead, man. Go, go ahead. to the website, buy the merch. It pisses people off. It's great. This one doesn't sell well. I don't know why. I thought it was really good. It's a uh, I kiss everyone Cuomo defense strategy. Anyway, great shirts there. Uh, follow us on on all the places. But this guy really knows how to use the internet. Michael A. (laughs) Rivera for school board. Lavin County. It's going down, guys. Well, I can't read. It says Leesburg District.
1: So, (laughs) yep. This November, um, Tom Marshall uh, was appointed for a year. So this November is a special election. So I would be running for at minimum a year and then the regular election occurs uh, in 2023. But Um, I mean, basically, I got four things I'm looking at. And my website is based on Save Loudon. We need uh, security and public safety in the schools. We need to advocate for real education, not critical race theories or theories or assumptions. We need to uh, have um, virtue. uh, Let me see, that was that? Virtue and integrity back in the school board. And then last but not least, we need to uh, eradicate pornography from the reading material. So that's my that's my platform. Save Loudon, and uh, and that should be that should not uh, alienate anyone because all of these things are directed towards children. They have nothing to do with your political affiliation or your gender or anything like that. This has to do with with doing what the school oh. board really should do,
0: which is you got is, your first vote.
1: We're for the sorry. kids.
0: <laughs> Eric Clement is voting for you, my friend. He's, he's, he's and I think, think you live in the Leesburg district.
1: Yeah. And so I need your signature to get myself on the ballot.
0: Yeah. All right, Eric. Eric, we need you too. We're gonna well, let's meet at Parallel, get some whiskey, and sign some petitions. Yes. Uh, sorry, I got terrible. excited when that came in. <laughs> Look, you, you got two votes, already. Right. The three if you count yourself. Uh, Antonio Vigil, 100% right. This person probably is going to get awarded medals pinned to their chest, Teacher of the Year type stuff. Uh, a hero.
2: This is when they say a hero doesn't wear capes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I hate so much about our society right now. Like, we're making light of it, but I just hate, like, the caliber of man. Hey, man, what
2: do I, I, what do I know, man? I'm an, I'm an immigrant, dude. The hell do I know? I know nothing. Hey. I've only yeah. lived here for almost 30 years.
1: So, so talking about immigrants, I, I never heard anybody say that they are fleeing the United States for a better life. I never heard anybody say that Rosie. I mean, you guys, you guys have Rosie. heard that
0: Rosie well, They used did. To they, that all the time.
2: They, they so 2016. A lot of people wanted to leave.
0: <laughs> yeah, a lot <laughs> but they people, didn't. Publicly, for some reason, a lot of people.
2: A lot of people came out publicly saying that we're leaving, but they, they didn't leave. Were shi- they were shooting for Canada, right? They didn't leave. I, I know they didn't leave.
1: Whoopi Goldberg, yeah. I think, said it. I think Barbara Streisand may have said it. I think, um, I think Oprah Winfrey might have threatened to leave. Perhaps and I was, Donald. I would have right. bought the plane ticket.
2: I would have bought them too, just in case if one of would get canceled.
1: But they didn't leave.
2: <laughs>
1: so nobody, nobody. So this this tells you a little bit about the United States. Nobody's dying to leave. People are dying to get in. And they're and according according to the left, they're dying to get into a systemically racist country.
2: Listen, let me let me explain something to to the people. The people who actually leave the United States to live to, a, to live at a different country, it's not because they don't want to live here, it's because they don't want to pay taxes. You hit the nail on the head. Okay. They leave to a different country because of tax reasons not because they don't want to live here. They get a dual citizenship and that's how they do it,
0: right? So... And and then they try and figure out the least amount of time they can spend in the other country. Correct. And they they use the absentee ballot ballot they use all this
2: garbage. They use use the absentee ballot to vote while they live in Spain or while they live in some other country that they don't have to pay taxes because their income is not made in that country but they brought shitload of money there they they're considered as investors and they they spend money there and all that stuff um they're, they're, it's a little bit more complicated than how i'm saying it they don't pay taxes it's a little bit more complicated than that they do pay taxes but not at the significant rate that they're paying in the united states
1: no you're, you're
2: absolutely right and and you know, for these people, you know, the the ones the ones who look, like, oh, I'm leaving United States, I'm going to Canada. You know, none of them lined up at the border. Because do you know how terrible Canada is? Do you know what the tax rate in Canada is? You can't, you can't, can't even, even become a citizen for like in Canada. 10, 12 years. Canadian citizens come to United States for healthcare. Canadian citizens come to the United States for healthcare. God forbids if you get cancer in Canada. No, oh, you go to the States immediately. You consider yourself dead when you get
0: cancer in Canada. Right? So, Not even cancer. You need a heart surgery or something, they'll be like, oh, we'll see you in nine months. Consider yourself
2: dead. Yeah. I mean, yeah. unless you come to the States, that's the only way. And 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 all these people and this is the problem, Michael. Is the fact that um you see a lot of new immigrants who come here legally, and this is their second start from zero or third or fourth, whatever. The legal ones I'm talking about. They come here legally, they they thrive in the country, right? Their kids. Thrive in the country because their kids, who came here as immigrants, they have tasted the beauty and the opportunities that this country gives them, where they couldn't get it. Where it falls off the train or it falls off the track is the next generation or the following generation, because those parents and those kids who grew up to became to become parents they created privileges for their children from their hard work they created privileges for themselves this is why these morons keep saying white privilege white privilege it's because their parents and grandparents worked their ass off to give them that
1: yeah yeah. I mean right. the model the, the the way it should work is you got privileges from your parents and you work harder to give your kids more than what you have.
0: Correct. Yeah, Demis and DB says wh- that you're spot on. Exactly what her parents did. Uh her or his parents, uh DB, I don't know, could be either gender. So, so but but
2: but here's the thing, is it's like a roller coaster. So the grandfather, the father, the son. They all thrive. They all have like great lives. Then you'll see a decline. You'll never see it go up three or four generations.
1: Well, that's because you you people they really, are. Very rarely. That's you, you're right. They they have this and um, they don't appreciate it.
2: Exactly. And exactly. they don't have
1: to. They don't have to work for anything. They, they and this complaisal. is what I say
2: second or third generation. I mm-hmm. never said the actual immigrant. And I, I and I don't mean every immigrant that Was walks it? into this country thrives in the country, okay? A lot of people, a lot of immigrants come in here, they still live paycheck to paycheck they, because they bring
0: their own uh, the, the
2: ideology. It, it, it always comes down to
0: personal decision-making. There's no one in the United behavior. States, there's no one in the United States but. who works hard over a long period of time, who spends less than they make and puts a little bit in savings. There's no one who does that. That is not doing well in the United States of America. There are people in other countries that make those same decisions, and the it, government not, is taking 50-60% of their stuff. It is
2: not just here, it's all over the world, it's the same way. You go to the yeah, poorest you, country,
0: you can't defeat poor behaviors.
2: A rich person. Go to the poorest country you can find. There's always a rich person in that, in that country. You yeah. go to the you go to all the dictatorship countries, you go to all like go to Cuba go to Venezuela, go to Brazil, go to Spain, go to Greece, there's always going to be a rich individual. Always. This is how you society- You said dictatorial
0: countries. You didn't say New York or California.
1: <laughs> it doesn't, yeah, Those but, are dictatorial
0: countries. <laughs> yeah. Correct. I got to get Correct. my passport stamped every and, time and I drive to Maryland.
2: And look, uh, If you want to look at the population percentage, mm-hmm. how many of those people in California and New York are rich? What's the percentage? 1%. Always un, always falls under the 1% category, no matter how you look at it. That's why no right, we need to how, tax them. They don't
0: pay taxes. That's I'm joking. I'm joking.
2: Pay, that's the thing.
0: These people are so many of America's richest people do pay taxes. They it's I, I hate it when people go down this road because if you if I was you,
1: joking, Joe.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I know. There's some there's some confusion though. I don't want the they, audience to be you know, confused. They so pay, they rich, pay their rich taxes people that don't do tax evasion pay taxes and they pay Almost all the taxes because if you line up all the broke people and you took they, they yeah. the government takes one percent of the broke people's money, but if the government took 99% of all the broke people's money, the government would still have no money because those people are broke. So they right. take I mean, the I mean, billions you from look Elon Musk. Who
2: who, who took who who wrote the tax laws?
0: The tax exempt the tax laws. The tax exempt Congress did. <laughs> The tax, oh,
2: the tax laws, and the tax loopholes and the tax uh, exemptions were set in place for the few. Well, so all,
1: all right, I'm going to be the bad guy here, Joe. Uh, rich people pay a lot of taxes, and they another do. thing, another thing that they do is they donate a lot of money to charity. Now they might not donate to the right charities uh, because they'll start nefarious organizations and funnel their money. <laughs> but when uh, when a lot of these rich people moved out of Manhattan and New York City because of everything that's going on there, a lot of revenue left the city.
0: Mm-hmm. And so,
1: so the strategy of tax the rich to feed all the poor is very flawed. And now, now, if you hate rich people, that's a personal choice. But, you know, rich people are rich people. Some people work for their money. Some people inherited their money. Yeah, but you... th- a lot there's a lot of taxes that come out of that money.
0: You can't do that because uh, you I watched my uh, ah, no, I'm not gonna put them out there like that. You can't do that because of what Ayn Rand pointed out and Atlas shrugged when, when the producer removes themselves from the situation by moving states, by moving municipalities, by moving countries, by quitting their job, deciding to, to you know, snuggle up to the government teeth. any of those decisions, that shuts off the goodie fountain for everyone else. It shuts off the tax revenue. It just happened to California. Everyone's bouncing. Facebook's bouncing. Elon Musk, Tesla, the, yeah. everyone left. Yeah. So that it's proved how valuable they are. One, yeah. because it's they easy. leave and your but, state is bankrupt.
2: Look, Michael, th- there's something else that people need to understand. When they when they say, you know, tax the rich you have to understand that these, these billionaires, they don't have billions in their bank account. What they have billions is assets. They, have billion, they are, they are billionaires because of the assets, how much the assets are worth. Okay? They might have, let's say, $100 million in their bank account Okay, at the most. But when you say billionaires, billionaires don't have billions of dollars in their bank account to, to be called
0: billionaires. It's, yeah. it's the assets that it, they it, hold. It, it wouldn't do anything. They, they didn't become a billionaire leaving money in the bank account. Yeah, exactly. no, no, no,
2: I you have to, even the millionaires, even, you know, even all these people who say we are millionaires, it's not based on how much money they got in their bank account. It's based on the assets that they hold. So it could be real estate property. It could be multiple real estate properties, you know, you see Oprah Winfrey buying a buying a mansion for fifteen million dollars, and six years later, when they're evaluating her her assets or like how much she's worth, that property has gone up $10 dollars. $10 that could put her well over two billion dollars in assets, or she's worth two billion dollars.
1: No, I, I get it. I'm just saying that the strategy that some people use to demonize the rich is that counterintuitive right. because. A lot of that money from rich people create jobs, build factories, employ oh, yeah. people. Again, and it goes back asset. into the economy.
0: Yeah, again, like it goes back yeah. to the fact that they have assets, right? They have assets. But it's not just that and they have assets; they took all the risk. Elon Musk. Everyone right. on there right. said you I'm were going to fail. Again, he took I'm all not, the risk. He I said, F you guys, hating.
2: I am not. Yeah. I'm not hating on the rich because look, uh, the perfect example is Jeff Bezos. That fool didn't have money." Now he's the he's a billionaire. He started out of his garage. He,
0: he took on risk. He Bill grinded Gates it out. out now. Of his
2: as much as I don't like Bill Gates, he started out of his garage. Yeah. Right. So.
1: Well, that's the, the American dream, right there, right?
2: He started out of it, and he's a billionaire, right? Yeah. The the question, the, the problem is, these people keep saying, uh, "Uh, tax the rich." Tax. What are you taxing? What do you want to tax off the rich? Right. You say tax Jeff Bezos. You idiot. Jeff Bezos makes, at the most, let's say, $5 million a year as his income. Take four hundred, uh, take $4 million of that income, and then what? What is that $4 million going to do? Nothing. By the time that $4, $4 million gets chopped down by, like, 30,000 different departments, it comes out to be $100,000
0: that gets to the Thanks. community it it's a lot more complicated than that. We can talk about taxes. Here's here's the last trained. thing. Here's the last thing we'll do on taxes. So, Michael, Eric changed his mind. He said you got to earn his vote now. Uh, he's he's asking what you think about a flat a flat tax. Oh. Even though, even though you're running for school board, you won't really have anything to do with taxes, but hey, you might become so, a supervisor later. So,
1: I've never been one to speak about things which I know know not of. Uh, And so I'm not an economist. I'm an engineer. I'd have to look into it. I mean, I'm going to be honest about it. Um, I'm not going to look into it. I think I've heard about it. I think it sounded okay. I think that uh, along the lines of that comment, I think that Americans are absolutely overtaxed, period. I think we need to figure out a way to cut back on our taxes because the IRS was never intended to be as big as it is today, and we need to figure out how to cut taxes back. So if a flat tax is one of those options, I would entertain it. I just don't know what the details are of it. But next time Here's, I come on, I'm going to read about
0: it. I, I pulled this one straight out of the Old Testament, okay? We're going to talk about equity and all that. Flat tax is morally and ethically sound. All of the other versions of taxes are not morally sound. It's, it's not just. Yeah. to to treat one group of people differently than another group of people because of intangible characteristics like work ethic and like the discipline to make good decisions. Uh, So flat tax is the only way to go. It's the only just, it's the only morality or the only moral way to do taxes. And we could do a whole episode on that some other time. I don't think Michael's going to be on that one. I think he's going to bow out. Uh, So guys... That that hour went by super fast. <laughs> we're, we're at just
2: interesting hour, man.
0: So yeah, we talked about schools, and I think you got him back. I think you got Eric back on your team, Michael. He's he's voting for you. <laughs> uh, whoops. So Demis christophe guys, check out his show. Subscribe to his channel. There's a link right under this video. It's Immigrant Corner on YouTube. There's some episodes on Rumble. Uh, he's on Twitter. It's so easy. The link is right under his head, like right now, right down here. Uh, You can click on it. If you've listened to this whole show and you've not subscribed or liked or hit a bell or anything, that's just tough. tough. You know, it's just us conservatives out here. You can't help your brother out. I had to struggle to learn how to use the Internet. You could at least like the video or subscribe to the podcast. Uh, Michael Rivera... I hope that you get elected. I'm definitely gonna be voting for you. Guys, check him out. That website is Rivera for Schools. That's not the number four. It's Rivera F O R Schools.com. Link's gonna be below. I did not put it in the description before we launch, but I'm gonna put it in afterwards. Thank you all for watching the show. That's all I got.
1: Appreciate it, buddy. You
2: sure. uh, one last thing, Joe. Um, oh, for the audience. Uh go go to Immigrant Corner channel. I did an interview yesterday with uh, with this gentleman called Alpha Warrior. You'll have to watch this. The trader. Know. What's the
0: that? Day, the day trader. No, no. Oh,
2: okay. No, no, no. Okay, He's a else. he's a he's a former cop, former detective. Please watch that show. It's the it's a most eye opening experience that he's gone through as a veteran in the United States. I'm not gonna give you any more spoiler but it was it was an intense interview i was i was in a shock the entire time while he was talking so uh for you guys please go to american corner
0: teaser i want to watch this now i'm telling you it was
2: it was (laughs) was epic dude it was epic i was i was in an awe i'm gonna i'm gonna bring him back on because he's he's just just go watch it i'm that's all you gotta interview dick
0: black yeah i will (laughs) <laughs> hey, anyway, guys, go go watch that episode. It's the Immigrant Corner. It's not the Immigrant Corner. It's Immigrant, immigrant corner. corner. It's Immigrant Corner on YouTube. Uh, interview with Warrior Trader, Warrior someone. Yeah, Alpha War- Warrior. The, the Alpha guy. Warrior. Alpha, <laughs> Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> the Alpha Warrior. He didn't prepare me for this, folks. It's All right, everybody, mm-hmm. have a good night. Thanks for hanging out. Good night, guys. A few minutes All right, good later. night, buddy. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Joe Mobley Show. Remember to subscribe and make sure you don't miss out on future content. You can always show your support by leaving a review or making a financial contribution by going to thejoemobleyshow.com and hitting support the show. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. If that was the first prayer you've ever prayed, I hope it won't be the last. Until next time, this is The Joe Mobley Show.